get you only on <laughs> WorldWinningFederation.tv. How's everybody doing tonight? Ooh, this is a nice little box. I like this box. You got this your, a you know, You got a good box. Yeah. Oh my God! Looking behind me, AEW in full effect. Oh, mm -hmm. Alpha, your people know how to do it. I'm telling you what. Wow. Now you guys, you guys, I'm about to go live. You guys ready? I'm about to hit the button. You ain't about to do <laughs> nothing, you corn tooth jabroni. What do you uh, mean? Why, why, why can't I hit the button? Oh my! We God. took your gosh damn button privileges away, and you know why. I, I, me, I Jeff, was getting tired of this. your technical difficulties that you keep running into. I was like, I know Jeff can get do a better job than you, and that's why we're only 21 minutes behind tonight, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, we'd be another 15 or 20 minutes before we get started here. Oh, oh I look good today. I see myself up on that big screen up there. I'm looking up on there, and look at me. Zoom in on me. <laughs> no, nah, we're not doing that. I'll get I'll give Ricky his due though. <laughs> you Ricky damn right. Good. Look at that. Beautiful. Fucking you know. beautiful. <laughs> you ain't there, you son of a bitch. What? Where did I go? I said you ain't there, you son of a bitch. He gone. Jimmy Where did I go? In the cornfield. <laughs> All right. I'll this let, is bullshit. I'll let you. <laughs> You're up in front. You're front Just and center. What is that logo? Magic. Oh, shit, he popped up. <laughs> this is magic. I'll tell you what. What am I doing? Wait out here. Hey. Hey. Why you not? Get out. Finally. Some real size. <laughs> oh. I'll tell you what. This chair's moving all over the place, and I'm feeling uncomfortable about it. But I'll tell let's, you what. Let's focus on somebody important over here. The big pick machine is here. On Twitch.tv, we're going to be talking about AEW Dynamite. Rick, yes, sir. How about you get us into the show? I don't even want to hear Jenny Thompson talk more than one time tonight, and I already heard it twice. I'll tell you what. Give me one second. Hold on. <laughs> what? Go to bed, please. Oh, snap. Get some hugs. Yeah. That's right. Take care of mines. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you like this: AEW Fight for the Fallen went off without a hitch, and if I dare say, it might be a better show than Fighter Fest. They had everything mm. for it. I mean, you had you had Cody taking on Sonny Kiss. You had FTR taking on the Lucha Bros. You had a six man tag. I mean. And, and you had Jericho getting slimed by some orange juice. You had it all. And you had Brian Cage taking on John Moxley for the title. I mean, guys, come on. And not to mention Nyla Rose, she introduced somebody new to us. I'm loving it, man. It was a hell of a show. Couldn't think of a better way to spend my Wednesday night. But you watched it on Thursday. That may be true, but, you know. <laughs> so it sounds like you did have something better to watch on Wednesday night, brother. Well, I'm an MMA guy, so <laughs> Abu Dhabi, at, it, it is Fight Island in UFC, so I had to, you want you know, to bring up the Fight care. Pick Championship already. <sighs> all right, all right. Let me just get it out of the way. The Big Pink Machine is now the Big Pink Double Champ. 
I, I, I have to give him his dues. This son of a bitch took my title. And I haven't even, I didn't even legitimately have it yet. <laughs> uh, Gosh, damn, it, that sounds coming. good. As they say, the check's in the mail. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, brother. I mean, that was the best, that was the best tournament I've been in all year. Yeah. Hey, I... <laughs> Ricky, you're redeeming your points in the channel. I'm gonna have I to figured... get that fixed. We got we got a little ki a few kinks to, to to work through here on the channel, but you know what? Seriously, that fight pick championship that was a damn good thing you guys had put together. And I just want to say thanks again, brother. <laughs> I love this mute button you have, man. This it, is awesome. Yeah, it would have been nice. It it, it would have been nice to have a while ago. I got it now, and. Uh, Oh, I got to meet Jeff sometime, man, and just send him my love and thanks. I mean, you're really bringing up the quality of baby you know, just finally unmuted this motherfucker. I'm going to sound good. I'm going to talk for the last 15 minutes. Don't give me a chance. Yeah. I don't. I figured I'd unmute you because, you know, it's in the contract that you're supposed to give an opinion or two about the, about the AEW show that we just witnessed. So how about you go ahead and... And talk about the uh, the opening match. You know, I gotta say that that entrance there, Sonny Kiss, is something else. I tell you <laughs> what, I I stopped it. I played it back again. I, I really <laughs> do love me some Sonny Kiss. He is a he is a funny man, and um, I absolutely amazing in the ring as far as the moves. The move set we talk about this time and time again, but that move set is unlike anything you ever seen. You throw in a cheerleader style move set. Of, of all these flips and flops, and you throw in power moves on top of that, and Son of Kiss has the complete package. I'm telling you, I'm honestly, when I say I, I was hoping, I was pulling for Son of Kiss. But one of the other things, guys, Tony Blanchard out there in the audience trying to figure out what is the position for Cody Rhodes. What's Cody Rhodes going to do in this full horseman that we're talking about? We've been talking about for so long. But I, 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 it's a swerve. It's all swerves. It's all swerves because Tully, Tully Blanchard, he was, he didn't have it. He had, this, he had this. Okay, we didn't see what he was saying, and so <laughs> he was covered up. We would have, we would have known what he was thinking if we could see his lips. And that's the whole thing with this COVID nineteen. We don't know what the hell anyone's doing anymore. But at the end of the day, we get to see Cody Rhodes coming on in against a fan favorite. Crowds cheering for him. Crowds cheering for Sonic Kiss. Crowd wanted Sonic Kiss to win. And what was Cody doing? He was hitting him with those bad guy move sets. We talked a little bit with uh, Marta de Moth Casals. Marta was telling me, you know, the bad guys, they get themselves a move set. When you go through the training program, there's certain things that you don't know as a viewer, as opposed to when you're a wrestler. And the wrestlers have move sets. Okay, when you're a bad guy, you do certain things, and it's small little things. And you saw here tonight, Cody Rhodes using that bad guy move set. But he looked out of place when he was doing it. He didn't look. Do you think that was on purpose? Huh? Do you think that was on purpose? I hope so. Because to me, he didn't look like a leader of a faction. He looked like a man trying to find himself. He looked like a guy that should have lost to Son of Kiss, in my opinion. Son of Kiss had that match uh, in his in his hands. It was ready to go. Alpha, what do you think of Son of Kiss actually getting a primetime spot on AEW Dynamite? I mean, I mean, she killed, it. knocked it out of the park from from like you said the walkout, which you know was more theatrics than than really anything. But I mean, yeah. I mean, it was perfectly Sonny Kiss. You know, the only thing he was missing was the bad boy. I wish he would have been out there uh, ringside with him. 
because I think that's a damn killer killer combo between Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. But uh, I mean, and and coming out and you know, it was a damn good match, and I was hoping Sonny would go over too as well. But uh, you know, and like you said, Cody Rhodes was. They they did good storytelling in this because because not only did they did they tell the story of the match but they, they told the story of, of Cody possibly turning heel and and joining the the four horsemen and all that stuff too. I, hey, this match had everything the theatrics, and I know you guys have already said it a little bit, but Sunny Kiss with with the the Hurricane Rana the four fifty mm. splash the the jump from the top rope into a split i mean wow uh those are the kind of moves i'm talking about here you see these girls doing that thing and, and like these cheerleading competitions and stuff doing stuff all these flips up in the air he's doing that stuff with this power move set on top of it and you know the just the imagination of what he can do in the ring which he could you know we talked about last week goes by all, multiple multiple uh, pronouns and uh they actually were, were alluding to that while they were talking to I want to comment on that. That was very good. Taz and all them uh, referring to he, she and all that, you know, it, it's, it is what it is. And, and it, that that's the beauty of AEW you ain't going to see this in WWE. Uh, how do you get, you know, five years ago, you would never imagine this. And here you have one of the best matches on the card and it's Sonny Kiss going against Cody Rhodes for a title. That's it. We made major accomplishments right here. I'm telling you, right? Telling you what, because this right here was one hell of a show, and it just goes to show you uh, the sky's the limit for all these people because Sonny Kiss made himself uh, a, a very serious impact on Dynamite. Yeah, he did. I wish they would have done this during, you know, the Gay Pride Month and the Black History Month, and I wish they would have put Sonny over. I think we might have had that you know, conversation. I don't know if we did that on on screen or or or, or via uh, messages but i wish they would have had this uh match a, a couple months ago and and put sunny over yeah, yeah. And, and breeze talking in the in the chat here about uh the pronouns uh, on, on i think you verified last week right off of the, the twitter uh mentions it's a, he, he she goes by he, right she, right and, right uh, on sunny's uh um twitter page it says she he I can pull it up right now. That way, that way we're clear. Because you know, I want to be proper with it. I don't want to be disrespectful. What are you doing to me? Where am I? Where'd I go? <laughs> oh, oh, we done left. You better get Jeff on the on the shit. Jeff, 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 get your Jeff. We got we got to work with what we're working with here. Sunny kisses pronouns. She, he, sis, homie, and babe. Oh, is that your mom the bomb? Oh shit! Browsing your Facebook page she, right there, live on eighty-five thousand people watching you. That's a dangerous story to be she, telling. I'll tell you what. Tell him. <laughs> we'll get this figured out here, bitch. Mm-hmm. This is just day one of the baby face on the heel, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we'll get this. Yeah, no. That, it, and that's the thing, Bree. We're trying to, we, you know, we do our best to try to, to keep up with this stuff. And, and it's, I, I believe it's an awesome problem to have that we're over here talking about it because you got yourself Nyla Rose, you got yourself Son of Kiss, and they're making waves and they're making would moments ever, happen, championship would you title ever matches. And it's have just this it really conversation is. in WWE. Yeah, you wouldn't even have it. So I think it's awesome. Nice. Uh, this was a great nice. match, though, and, and and at the end of the day, you got yourself Son of Kiss pulling off a a, a, a crossroads. Uh, I thought that was interesting, and then losing to a crossroads. Uh, Did you see it, the way that that crossroads was applied with Cody hitting it on Sonny Kiss? I mean, that neck 
that twisted the wrong way. It it didn't look good. You said Sonny took. You said Sonny might have took a bump there. It, it uh. took took a bump the wrong way. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I'm not gonna lie here. I had to watch this episode on two times speed, so you know the big pink machine didn't catch that. Oh man, <laughs> the the finish to that match when 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 Sonny Kiss took that bump, her her neck. Just didn't look out of place. It didn't look right. It didn't look right at all. And then but, I you know, they, 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 they seem fine afterwards. They seem fine afterwards. I mean, it, 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 sometimes it, you just it looks weird and it ain't so weird. So I always think when case. they do them Canadian destroyers, especially when they're doing them off the top oh. of a dinosaur, that the, I'm like, yeah, they're <laughs> they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> that that's, that's, that's a that's a moment in time at uh, <laughs> 65 million years in the making. I'll tell you what. Only only person that was alive to see that was was uh, Matt Hart. That's true. No, he's only three thousand years old. <laughs> the mask is only three thousand. They didn't. Wow. Dinosaurs don't exist. That's a whole that's a whole thing. Another thing we can get into another time. AEW is by far the most progressive wrestling show in the world. They they're not discriminating against old people, dinosaurs. Where they get their destroyers from? Oh my! They didn't. They don't care. They don't care. Straight from camp. <laughs> the, the, those are the most polite destroyers I've ever seen. You know, Jimmy T. Yeah. Never seen anybody come and destroy something so politely. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, it did look a little weird, though, that they hugged afterwards. Did, did anybody find that a little off? Which one? The sun, sunny kiss, Cody Rhodes? Yes. Yes. Uh, I th- I thought it was no out of because place, I think but- that's. With, with with Cody, you know, making the potential heel turn and everything that he he hugged it out. I thought that could have been done backstage. I I agree yeah. right there with you. No 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 yeah. no no. You got to missing the point here. That's the thing. That's that's the swerve. Okay, they're trying to tell you that they're they're showing you he's he's turning, but that he's still he's still Cody Rhodes, still trying to run the show, still trying to be the guy. Um, it's. I don't know if they're going to do a swerve where it was, I was bad the whole time, or if the swerve is that he's going to be convinced to be the fourth horseman and, you know, whatever it is. But I believe that those things that we're seeing here are on purpose, that we're seeing that handshake and that hug at the end of these matches. Cause every time he's wrestling, except for two times, Jake Hager, Lance uh, Armstrong, whatever the hell his name is. Uh, and uh, everybody else is good guys. He's not wrestling bad guys. Well, he wrestled that one guy, but he was brand new. He's kind of funny guy, Ricky something, Ricky the Rap or someone like that. But you know, <laughs> the, the end of the day, you got yourself um, a guy who's trying to transition his his character, or at least give us the perspective that it's a transition. Because we said it before, we we tell it like it is here, Bree. The, the chances of of him being a full horseman are are probably about fifty percent. Okay. There's going to be a swerve somewhere. Is the swerve going to be Hangman? Is the swerve going to be Cody Rhodes? Is it going to be Hangman come on out thinking he's the fourth horseman and uh, and then Cody kicks him? Or is it going to be MJF? We just don't know, and we're waiting to find out. I mean, maybe 33%, but if you add 33% and 33%, you got yourself 66%. So then that Cody Rhodes oh, is now probably the unlikely the fourth horseman. Stuff all confused. No, I'm, I'm, I'm centered, man. I'm centered. I know what's going on here, and I think Marco Stuttle. We know Marco stunts on the path. He's, <laughs> he's, he's in the running too. So what do we have next alpha? What, what happened after this? 
You got to remind me. Holy shit. Lucha Bros. I've had a couple things on my DR. mind today, okay? <laughs> Lucha Bros. You see, he, he watched this thing on on twenty on a 200% speed, but his brain only works 50% speed, so you had the 200% with that the 50%, means, 200, 250%, and then he can only go halfway, so he only gets 75% of the And you ain't half the man I am, and I ain't got half the brain you got. How about that? <laughs> That's right. That's right right there. <laughs> Right. Um, what do you Let's think of FTR's theme music? Bros, man. These guys came out and put on one hell of a match. Granted, mm-hmm. it, it looked a little sketchy in the beginning, but it ended very, very well. Yeah. And and uh, I want to say Dash, his he took shot after shot to the chest. Which one's cut in motion oh, in the chest. one or the, or the was guy that? with the mullet? Say that again, Alpha. I didn't hear you. Which one's Dash? The bald guy or the one with the mullet? The one, uh, the bald guy. The bald, bald guy. What cut him? What what cut him? Um, Pentagon Junior overhand slaps, the overhand mm. chops that he was giving him. Wow, I mean they were nasty. Was he hitting him with his glove on or something? He must have. He must have been hitting him with the the side meat of his hand like a karate chop. It, it was that looked that looked brutal, open and he took it like a champ and just kept going like nothing happened. I mean, man, and then the the tandem offenses between these two teams yes. is legendary. I mean, the way they just sync up with one another and and with each other and and their partners, it. You don't see that kind of tag team action anymore. You just don't see it. That's what makes it so good. And and AEW has the best tag team division I've ever seen in my 36 years on this planet. I love, it's crazy. I love how they're you doing. You're 42, aren't you? You're 42. You look 42. When, at least 45. Uh, we're going to get to that flip off here later. But I, I love it how when uh, when Pentagon goes to that Sarah Mieto, uh they're starting to interact. What? Sarah what? Sarah Mieto. A Sarah Martin? What? Sarah Mieto. Oh, my God. Pequete uh, Espanol. Mm, I, I, uh, <laughs> I love I how they're interacting that. with that. And you know what? When, when the Lucha Brothers did the Sarah Mieto uh, thing, and then, the, and then the FTR did, what is it? Uh, they did, like, something like this and then something like that. But yeah. What was so it they, they did? Uh, Trace? Miero. <laughs> no, it's Sarah. Miero. So it's the death. Ladies and gentlemen, I have no clue what these two are it's talking about or best. saying. No, I apologize. Miero. No yeah. fear. True. I agree. It's not 3M. It's not It's not office supplies. 3M, brother. It's zero <laughs> fear. <laughs> Now get but, it right. <laughs> okay, okay. But what, one of the things here in this matchup, uh, I, 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 I tried to say it earlier, but Rick had ridiculously cut me off, and I'm just not happy about it. But um, I was talking about the FTR theme song, and I, I really, it brings me back to the days of the, the Sopranos. I thought it makes was me a feel like fast. I want to go out and hurt somebody. It was like twice as fast as it should have been. It came but out. I, I, I like it. It came out real quick. Maybe it was just because I was watching it two times. I think you will. I'll have to go back. <laughs> you guys didn't catch yeah, there that was at a, all. 
I didn't get it. But that, 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 there was a. Did you see the uppercut? To to uh. So it was um. Harwood, I think. Hold on, hold on. I got my notes right here. Okay, Phoenix took a uppercut from Dash from Wheeler, whatever one Wheeler is. Uh, he jumped <laughs> off the top, and Wheeler jumped up at the same time, gave him one of those uh super uppercuts. It looked like that connected pretty good, maybe a bump of the night type of style on the path to one. Um, but I, I really like the ending of this one. This, the ending of this one was the real twist because uh, oh. next thing you know, we got Go at ahead. the beginning, you got yourselves the butcher and the blade taking on, you know, helping to drive out the uh, the, the Lucha Bros. I love this stable for some reason. I really like that. While Pack is out, Pack is still somehow not even to make the United States. Um, but but Ricky Alpha. Back. What did you think about the ending when uh, the, the the young bucks come on out? Oh, oh, you're talking about when the bucks came out? Okay, so two things. One, the bucks helping FTR was very kind of suspect a little bit. I expected, I didn't expect them to help them. Uh, that was that kind of threw me. And then when Kenny Omega came out, that made it even weirder that Kenny's gonna be like. Here, guys, I'll drink a beer with you. I'm like, Kenny Omega doesn't drink. If if you don't know that by now, I mean, excuse me, if you don't follow Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega is straight as as a ruler. He does not drink, do any type of drugs or nothing. So for him to bring out a cooler full of beer and try to drink it with him, that that's saying something. That's saying a lot. And when he handed them to him and he goes, I'm going to drink it just this once, I was like, oh, this is going to be crazy. I've never seen this. And, and then... Uh, and you never will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get My that. man, the heel, Kenny Omega. We called that a long time ago. Yeah, that was pretty cool. We'll get to him later going, uh, you know, slipping off the deep end later. But, um, yeah, when, when uh, Young Bucks and, and FTR were, you know, they were coming out to the ring with, with Omega and everything. You thought they were going to be hugging and stuff like they were do, doing in the last match before the Jackson boys super kicked the, the bald-headed guy um, into oblivion and then got rolled up one, two, three. But uh, but that ended up being a pretty uh, pretty tense situation. I don't rem- I don't know mm-hmm. how they got the keys of that truck back. And uh, I, I'm, I'm actually still pretty curious about the Butcher and the Blade as well. I'm, I'm going to change subjects here a little bit. What's going on with them? They're kind of like the hipsters now. They're kind of like hipsters. <laughs> Whatever they done, Bunny come on ran off and, and loves apples now. And uh, <laughs> you know, she she's uh, like, I like bad boys. I'm not into these hipsters. <laughs> I don't know what she's trying to pull. Uh, trying, I, I I just don't get it, but I love it. I do love it. But I I really for some reason have always loved the butcher and the blade. I do not understand the white. I do not understand it by any means. And even Jr. <laughs> said something today. He says, uh, "Did they work at a bakery?" And I just thought that was pretty funny comment. <laughs> I, I do have to I do have to mention one move through this match though. Um, when 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 the the two opposite guys were on the ground, I think it was a uh, pentagon, which in Espanol is pentagon. And, <laughs> and uh and uh who else was on the ground? I didn't understand what you just said. Uh, maybe the bald guy, but they hit the one of them hit the, the, the knees up top, and then the other one, you know, hit the knees on the belly. Were you not wearing any pants? I never wear <laughs> Where's your pants. I never wear pants. Gross. <laughs> Oh, the show just keeps getting better every time. He always had such hairy legs. I always thought those were pants. 
I gotta get subbed somehow, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I thought that was a pretty cool spot. Usually you see usually you see the teammates doing the same moves at the same time. You know, like two two offensive uh, movers at the same time, not two reversals from both sides at the same time. Yeah. You know, I thought that was pretty creative. But FTR is really creative in these moves because, uh, like Ricky always says, that they they have this kind of a basic move set. Uh, really, actually, if you if you look at um, the old school wrestling, like uh, the Legion of Doom or the Demolition or whatever, their move sets, uh, those old video games really didn't have to be too diverse. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe one had a stronger clothesline than the other. But um, I, I watched just recently uh, one of the Survivor Series. I think it was in '98 or '88 or something, where it was uh, Legion of Doom. Uh, Texas Tornado and uh, Ultimate Warrior going against uh, Demolition, all three of them, Mr. Perfect, and, and, and the, the, the dynamic in the ring, everyone had FTR's moveset, every single one of them. Yeah. And so uh, it, it really kind of pulls it all together. And, and I remember just feeling, I remember when I was a kid watching that matchup. And so when I see FTR in the ring, I kind of get that same feeling, that same sense of like, wow, we're going to see something good here. Even though, you know what, they ain't doing the flippy floppies and they ain't doing uh, uh, her come around a corkscrew power driver through the table off the top rope on, you know, being launched into the sky 15 feet in the air. So it is interesting, but they're taking chops and bleed. Uh, they're doing moves that hurt and, uh, and they got a nice truck. I mean, if you really think about it, so it, really is. it all adds up. It all adds up. I saw a kid playing with a hot wheels car earlier with the same truck. I almost stole it. They just did. I was going to say, did you steal it? Because I, 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 I take it right from that kid. Instead, what I did is I signed it for him and kissed him on the forehead. Ladies hey. and gentlemen, this show is called Heel and the <laughs> Heel. No. Brought to you by Jim and T and Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> no, I signed it for him and increased the value of that uh, little uh, uh, Hot Wheels. Probably Hot Wheels. Could have been Matchbox. I, I didn't check the brand. Um, same thing. Shout All out. the same. Shout out. Uh, I'm sponsored by both. So, you know, don't matter. Um, Two. <laughs> before we move on, before we move on, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, Alpha. I <laughs> gotta get this in. I gotta get this in. Did you see the way Wheeler caught Ray Phoenix in the Hurricanrana and didn't let him go? Oh. Yeah. I, look, look. To do that move and bring him back up onto your chest and walk with him, that takes unbelievable power. Like too much power for a man of wheeler size and it, it just it's a testament to how good that tag team is and then to turn it into a steiner bulldog off the top rope yeah i mean i love the way these guys show homage to the older generation one way or another throughout their match i i, I just had to get that in before we move yeah like, one of the things i really like too about the, the this combo these ftrs uh is they they come at it with this mindset of a tag team, right? And and they really do. We talked about it last week. And we, they, one ain't trying to go show up the other. It's always like going to the corner, helping his tag team partner up or, or diving in for the save. They all do that. But the, the, there seems to be that camaraderie that really pulls them even closer than a lot of tag teams. And to see the fact that they're just only a month, month and a half into AEW and they're already part of the crew um, uh, streamlined right in really easily. It does. And, 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 you know, I know John Moxley probably watches this show and I don't want to, I'm not trying to disparage him, but this really goes into that mindset that these guys did not fit the mold of WWE. Yeah. They were good, but they didn't fit the mold because their mindset is different. And, and Moxley fit the mold of WWE. He's perfect for WWE. Um, he's probably better than WWE, but 
now you got both of them in AEW, and, and, and you see FTR fits right in. And you see Mox is still finding his place, but Mox is a fucking champion. You tell me why, I'll tell you why. It's because Mox is still thinking WWE style. And, and FTR never did. And that's the problem. That's a good point. I mean, I mean, you probably saw that. I mean, Kevin probably told you to say that. That sounds like something Kevin would say. You're not really. That is something Kevin would say. He did tell really me that. I don't even know what the fuck enough. I just said. You're not really <laughs> smart enough to even like put those words together. So that was too eloquent for Jimmy T. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just was reading right off the script. But you know, um, while I continue to read, I want to know, let you know that you can go ahead and get yourself a corn cup. Okay, you can put stuff in it. <laughs> You can you can close it and it secures tightly. These are only forty eight ninety nine. If you just go to my tr- my channel and you can get yourself a ceramic corn cup, okay? Available it's a lid. anywhere it's at a, Goodwill. Anywhere good. Well, I mean, I don't know, but uh, it has the corn right on the top, okay? Just like on the hat, it says the word corn, and on the back you can put anything you want. You could sign it with Jimmy Thompson. You could you could. Um, I'll tell you. you I'll tell you what, brother. Send me that thing. Oh, never mind. I'll I'll send Jeff down to Goodwill later. I'll have him pick me one of those up. I'll sign it for you and I'll send it to you free of charge. You gonna put me in your will? That's that is good. Put me in that will. I'll tell you. Um, (laughs) I I would take half of whatever you got. I think that's fair. You ain't getting half a half of what I got. That makes twenty five percent. And if you add twenty five percent in that other half, that makes seventy five percent, which is how many times, how many chances you have to beat me. Seventy five percent. And since you ain't even half the man I am, that makes it that takes it down to twelve point five percent. Okay, brother? Well twelve point five percent is still one more percent than your chances of taking on Ricky and winning again on that whole thing with that belt that he's supposed to be sending you but he said he's going to be sending it to me because there's a probably a seven and a half percent chance he sends it to me okay and you add that seven and a half to my 11 and now you got your 18 and a half percent and i'll take that that's just fine because you put alcohol you have 18 for 18.5 percent alcohol get you fucked up and i know how to fuck well, you know up. What? so now jimmy t is what, the alcohol running through my veins <laughs> what match was after the ftr match <laughs> oh we had a couple of promos. We had a couple of promos. We got to see oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. inner circle come on out. And I tell you what, we always talk about it. But um, we got ourselves Rick and Morty coming on in being alpha maniacs. They, they, think about it, Ricky. Ricky. What? Is that you, Rick and Morty? No, no, that is not me. I am. A, I Thank God for Rick and Morty. All right. Thank God. They know. I always thought you. I always thought that people. was you. I see people talking about Rick and Morty all the time. I always thought it was just you. No, no, no. I might be Pickle Rick when I get drunk, but that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, Bree wants to talk about that inner circle is promo. That, is that what this was, was next? fucking awesome. Or was the women's match next? No, no inner yeah. circle was next. Inner circle was next. Chris Jericho come out with with uh, the Santana and Ortiz and, and Jake Hager. Yeah, I mean so, that was awesome. And he talking about Orange Cassidy. Oh man. And- well, okay, what was your favorite? Just give me your favorite part because there's so many different parts uh, of this thing. I need to know your favorite part, and I'm going to tell you mine first. Okay, tell me. When when he when he called him a sunglasses-wearing jacket, 
a jacket wearing nerd or jacket wearing dweeb or something like that. Do you remember saying that while he's sitting there wearing a pair of damn oh. sunglasses while he's yeah. wearing a jacket? Oh man, Jimmy, what about you? Where oh. you at, you son of a bitch? Oh right, my god. Jimmy that left the building. Ricky, oh no, I'm right here. I didn't go nowhere. I tell you, you what. What do you think, Rick? What was your favorite part of that whole thing? My favorite part by far was him getting drenched by that orange juice and then looking at Ortiz or or was it Santana and calling him a fucking idiot and saying, get up, you idiot, because he was taking bumps like he was in WWE. God, that was funny. Oh, I love that part. That was a good part. I'll tell you, um, when uh, when he was rolling around on, on the ground, that I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> like he was um, drowning. But put the camera on me, you understand? You keep the camera on me. I'm too I'm pretty, talking. son. Too pretty. Now listen, okay. The best part, in my opinion, was the demigod. Uh, he goes over the the understanding of the uh, the ratings, and and, and it, it, I guarantee you next week's gonna have a shirt saying he's the demigod, a demo god, or whatever you want to call it. Um, listen, Orange Cassidy's over. Everybody knows it. His music sounded, I believe, it was a little different. I don't know if that's the same music, but when that music hit, that was absolutely a perfect moment when he just did the whole thumbs up and then now <laughs> you kind of thought hmm is this joaquin phoenix that's what i thought you know brie brie in the in the chat has a good point she said the uh the towel was was such a good um was such a good touch oh, you know you, a... you know they're selling that towel like hotcakes now and the demo wow. god shirt she said's on sale. That's gonna sell as well. And 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 Jenny, you you've said it a time or two before that Jericho is a gosh damn master at selling merchandise. Yeah. He's not only putting his it's own amazing. stuff over. He's put he's figuring out a way to put Orange Cassidy's merch over every day and and Pineapple Pete's merch over every day. Yeah. And, and, and he is the gosh damn. He's the goat at that. Now, just think too, right? See, seeing Chris Jericho wearing, having that towel alone, and that towel was selling anyways. Yeah, that alone probably just sold thirty thousand more towels. You know yeah, what I mean? Easily, like with easily. What Orange Cassidy got to be saying thank you, because he ain't nothing. Orange Cassidy don't know how to wrestle. He don't know how to talk. He don't know how to dance. <laughs> he don't have nothing to give. And Chris Jericho gonna teach him exactly how to give, because he's gonna give him his heart and soul. And when Orange Cassidy is all done, he's gonna be just a bunch of pulp. <laughs> and it was hilarious. He said, "Well, I'll never give him a rematch, and this and that, and and, and all that." And then five seconds later, when he's on the broadcast, he's like, oh, "He's getting a rematch now. I'm gonna kick his ass." I mean, I mean, Jericho learning from Jimmy just, T. Jericho is Jer perfect. Jericho's learning from Jimmy T. He's learning from Jimmy T. on how to handle situations, Alpha. Because I would never, I will never fight you. Look, unless it's tonight. <laughs> I'll fight you right now. I tell you what, though, I will. Since AEW does listen to this show, I want to tell them right now, stop talking about the ratings war. Please, get off that. I like the demo god thing. That's kind of cool. But don't bring it up a lot. Cause... Well, you have to understand, Rick. I don't know if you saw the Twitter thing that went on, but uh, they, they were going after Tony Khan. They were attacking Tony Khan, making fun of him. Like the Twitter, like the like the ratings were were so bad because they were saying we beat the demographic. And then you got Tony Khan over here tweeting about how it, uh, if you think eleven and a half billion people watching my show is going to make me feel bad, uh, eat my dick or something like that. I don't think he said it exactly as eloquently <laughs> oh, as that. Oh, I wish he would. 
but he he made it very clear like he is more than happy his his the people giving the money for these, these sponsorships are more than happy with what's going on in AEW not only did they defeat the demographic but they, they are dominating in such ways that people didn't expect to happen Tony Khan is very happy but they came at it it was almost like a coordinated attack you got a bunch of yeah. pieces of shit so, going after our boy so Tony other- I'm sorry I wish I could have done something. I tried to shut down Twitter. I did not get to it till yesterday. Okay. I tried to try to try to get in there. I couldn't stop him until yesterday. And that's why alpha graciously took over this stream because you and Twitter, you just took over Twitter and it's not right. I was too busy taking over the, you know, Barack Obama's out. (laughs) You know what I mean? I got, to be honest, I didn't do that. I'm just joking, making a joke. You want secret service up your ass, don't you? Uh, just joking, okay? But, the, you know, just trying to say that shit could happen. Okay, Be careful. Look. Protect your account. Okay. So okay. so then, what happened between um, the the juice spill and the next match? Because it was a perfectly clean canvas after that. I noticed that, too. I noticed because, that, too. That because was you, noticed, you noticed when they came out before the juice spill... The beer was still on the canvas. The canvas was still wet from the beer spill. And then yeah. they came out and did the juice spill. I was like, okay, so they're going to be resting on this juice the whole night. They must have switched the whole... You, <laughs> Bree, you think the whole canvas dried out in a, in a two-and-a-half-minute break? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. They, she's saying they switched the canvas. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> that was awfully quick. Unless it was canvas. unless it was pre-recorded. Unless it was pre-recorded. I don't know. That, I, th- I think it was more pre-recorded, and they just changed up the match match order. They changed it up. She says yeah. they changed it. So uh, that 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 brings us into the the double the double triple tag team. The double triple tag team. I like that. Yeah, two tag teams, uh, triples. Now we call for this, okay? We talked about this, uh, and Ricky even said last week, uh, "What are we we're gonna start seeing this triple tag team again?" We saw one tonight. Uh, boom! Here we go. Jurassic Express, come on out. They'd even give him a fucking interview. When's the last time you ever thought you were gonna hear Marco Stunt speak? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that man. I love that little boy. He come on out. He's talking all shit, and then you got yourself the Luchasaurus talking about sixty-five million years in the making on this matchup. And I'll tell you what. Jimmy T has been waiting just about as long. I I can't disagree with you, Jimmy T. I at this point I cannot. Never do. I'm, I'm never ready do. for them to get the, to to bring back the uh, the double triple tag team matches. And you yes. know yeah. you were just talking about the uh, the triple death, the triangle of death. The the you mean death triangle? Yeah, triple death. Yeah. It's the rock, baby. All right. Uh, you were just talking about the Death Triangle earlier. You got yeah. the Luchas, uh, the uh, Jungle. Ex- uh, gosh, damn it! Now Jericho's got me all messed up on Jurassic Express. It's the Lucha Express. The Jurassic Jungle Express. Express. They Jurassic got uh, Express. best friends. You know, uh, Orange Cassidy can finally get in there and, and do his work. And and now, Bree, one of the things we talk about, I mean, uh, we, we've been doing this show, we're on 20, what, 29 episodes in, 27 episodes in. Uh, we've been talking about that, how AEW is just so dynamic in the tag team division and that they also have all these uh, triple tag teams. And 
we've been saying since before they even talked about TNT title, they need to have themselves triple tag team title. And it looked like before COVID 25 come along that they're about to do that. And so yes. we've been saying this for some time and it seems like now that they have more leverage and leeway, they're bringing it on back. And I cannot wait to see, because I really do believe that Jurassic Express, the reason they've been jobbing so much, the reason they've been laying it down on the back is because of this very reason. Cause when the time comes, they are going to get that push as a triple tag team. And I hope that's the case. I don't want to see a tag team belt, uh, a triple tag team belt. I want to see a triple tag team trophy. That's what I want to see. We got to come up with something better than a trophy. I think that's just because you're a little bit pissed that you lost your belt, to be honest. (laughs) You, man. I mean, we've been talking about this for 27 weeks, Ricky. I think we want to see a fucking belt. You never said trophy. I don't know One week week you got yourself a damn championship belt. The next week you don't. And now you just want a fucking trophy. Everyone wants a trophy. I want to see three fucking belts. I'm sorry, Alpha, to go off on this (laughs) shit like this. But fuck you and your American corn-fed ass. You can take that shit and go to hell. Ricky, speaking of corn, I'm glad you brought it up because we got Jimmy T's can sweet style cream corn. You can take that Stars and Stripes corn-fed shit and shove it straight up your American ass. I don't give a fuck. Oh, my God. I can't believe you bring up some shit like that. Well, I mean, he does have a good point. Fuck you, too, you Double belt having son of a bitch. You're just mad I took oh. your damn belt in your own damn tournament. Oh my god. <laughs> How about a winner's scarf? Uh, Zolt Knight says we we got to get something for for these uh for for the people to win the triple tag the double triple tag matches. <laughs> yeah yeah. AW can put something together. Yeah. I, I know they I know they can. The belt the belt is the classic the classic look and you, and you really can't go wrong but are they going to come out with three more they kind of messed up the tnt belt let's be honest and uh are they going to do it are they going to do belts i don't know i don't i think they will just because it's easy to it's classic yeah so let's talk about the match let's go ahead and talk about that damn canadian destroyer off the top Holy of the baronosaurus himself man that was awesome yes it was i mean off of a dinosaur oh to matt jackson and a canadian destroyer, like who thinks of that and to let Marco stunt do it is just that much better. I think I think that's why they could do it because you know uh, if it was a two hundred something pound man, um, if it was a two hundred something pound man, it, it might not have went so um, over so well. Yeah, but I don't know. You know, you want to keep muting me? I'm gonna start a mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> I already done took this. Show over from you, brother. Can't you tell who channel we're on now? Oh, it's another one. You don't for the bad guy. That was the spot of the night. I'll tell you, Bree. Um, when he came off the top and ran and jumped, it, I, I call spades and spades when they are. And it, that's my obviously, line. It, it, shut the fuck up. It obviously could have gone a little bit cleaner because you had that moment where Luchasaurus was like. Uh, uh, like he's a Mortal Kombat character about to take a finisher move, you know. Uh, uh, and then you got the Marco oh, stunt doing the whole thing. That. that was good stuff, <laughs> but like uh, Jenny yeah, Jenny give me a clip of that Luchasaurus. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, 
the way that that maneuver landed and we got that same thing last week we got the the uh um the the rockers i think they're called and they did the same thing over the top uh the rockers just yeah just amazing <laughs> just amazing seeing all this stuff mm-hmm. yeah the rockers about, love about the whole match though that it was a damn good match a double yeah. triple Whoa. tag match that goes down like that and then omega we talked about it earlier omega you know going crazy it's not he's not heel but he's just going a little bit crazy, like a little. I don't Al know. Snowy, like I got it in my Al notes. Snowy. Alf, I got it in my notes. Heel turn. This was it. This was the moment. You can't even um, spell heel turn, let alone point to your heel. H e a l. Two u r n. The the thing is, yeah, this, this is the coming. It's coming. We've been talking about that too, and. and they they keep saying on the the being the elite and stuff. You got the Colt Cabana feud and and with 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 this this concept of the personality behind Omega, it ain't it ain't the American audience uh, has a little bit question about it. They ain't gonna have no question when he's ripping people's heads off and he went straight a Marco stunt like he wanted to tear his head off and he's like, okay, okay, I'm pissed. I just had some beer poured on me. Okay, I'm cool. But he was not cool. <laughs> he was pissed. All right. Oh, Ricky's gone. I didn't even realize. Yeah, Ricky don't fucking care no more. He said, I'm out. I was a little distracted. Yeah, Ricky just leave. He just says, I'm out. Colt's planning his funeral. Colt's going to be victim <laughs> number one, and you love Colt Cabana. I don't know if Colt Cabana is going to be the, the number one on... You, they could, they could, but I think I think Marco's stunt is, you know, you can't you can't do that and then not have a match coming up in the next couple of weeks. I don't think. That's well, I a think perfect, Marco's stunt's going to feel the wrath of Jericho. What do you think? Uh, that's a I don't well no Jericho and and uh, and Big Hurt Big Hurt are, are getting in the uh, scuffle with uh, Luchasaurus and, and Jungle Boy. Yeah, but you got yourself Marco Stunt saying he's stupid, and I think Jericho going to make him pay. <laughs> I think Jericho wants one of those tough guy matches against Marco Stunt where he can chuck him like a baseball. That's what I was just about to say. I think I think Marco is the perfect match for Omega to really, you know, make that. I don't know if he's going to make a heel turn. Is it heel turn if you're just crazy and, and kicking everybody's candy ass? Did you see I mean, that smile? Yeah, I, I, he's going to go maniacal. Wow, that's the closer, right? Isn't that what it is? The closer. That's a that's a and that V trigger. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Now, Rick, did he have a heel run or has he always been this? He's always been this. He's had a slight heel run. It's not like uh, a definite turn, but he has. Uh, yes, Bree is Bree is on. Can we can we give praise to Bree? That no. is Bree well, don't know shit. Bree's no, over here Bree. talking her trap in the chat like she knows what who's sitting right here in this seat. It's it's Jimmy T. Jimmy Bree T. Can oh, shut look, her goddamn mouth. I, it ain't I, the I, cleaner. It's the closer. I don't know. I know. I, I like Bree a little bit better. Bree, it is the cleaner. You are right. I'm telling you, she's on point. Bree. Good shit. I don't. DM I don't trust me. Bree. Bree, DM me, okay? We just took this channel over from Jenny Thompson, and um, I don't trust. I can't. Bree. Oh shit! I can't, you know, just uh. Bree, just between you and me, we're trying to get Jenny T off the show. 
So, you know, send me your resume. <laughs> send me your resume, and we'll talk in private. Bree says she going to whip your ass, Jimmy T. <laughs> 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 Anyways, <laughs> I mean, I thought this match was a damn good match. There was a lot of good spots in it. Um, that Canadian Destroyer just put this match over the top, and then Omega that with that wow. Omega Omega coming uh becoming the cleaner out of nowhere, and uh, the closer, the closer. You know, I love the match. Yeah, I that was the best match of the night by far. I mean, I'm gonna calm myself down. I'm gonna fix my beard now. This matchup was an interesting one for me because you see yourself uh, with Jurassic Express going against the, the Elite, and that again we're seeing good guy versus good guy, babyface versus babyface. Um, but with Omega being in there, they are giving us that that sense of a heel turn, uh, same as as the Cody Rhodes versus Son of Kiss match. And so I thought that that was a pretty good story they're trying to tell. Uh, one of them is is it's happening okay is it going to be omega is it going to be cody it ain't going to be both okay that's the swerve that's going to be one of the swerves uh but i I, i'm leaning more towards kenny omega being the bad guy cody thinking he's going to be the bad guy and mjf stepping on in as a horseman that's i'm I'm just spelling it out for everybody who's dumb at home who can't understand how to add one plus a plus b equals three c it it is kind of weird how they keep uh playing the four horsemen card and everything and and the only two matches they showed tully in was the opener with cody and in the second match with the ftrs but then ftr is in there drinking drinking drinks with with the hangman but i was gonna say because that that happened what'd you think ricky when that happened when when ftr showed up at the bar it was it was uh, hey it is what it is look this is what i think like you seen that match with ftr did you see the look that um dash wheeler or harwood gave gave tully he looked at him said i see your four i see your four horsemen he he i didn't see that it was really quick it was right before the beers came. If you look at look at it, run it back. Uh, be honest with you, Rick. I don't believe you. You're talking a lot of shit today. Go fuck yourself, Jimmy T. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't feel it. I ain't feeling this one. I think this is all a work. <laughs> and, but them at the bar, I mean, it could be Hangman. I mean, look, Hangman Omega could be that fourth horseman. I mean, if you're gonna do a heel faction, I want I want that crazy maniacal dude. I don't Kenny? want I want Kenny. I don't want I don't want Cody that that can't decide whether he's good or bad. I want Kenny who who goes off the deep end. That's what I want. If you can you imagine FTR holding it down as the technical prowess and then Sean Spears as a loose cannon and oh, Kenny yeah. Omega as a psychopath. You know what? I was just Holy saying crap. that. I was just saying that. It's well, like you know, Kenny is going crazy. And you yes. know, you know, I was just watching old Flair videos, and he'd be like this. He'd be like this. I'm the world champion. <laughs> and then he'd be back to normal. The 16 oh, world I could see MJF pulling that off. I could see MJF doing that. Um, I don't know if I could see Kenny doing that legit because I think Ric Flair is literally fucking crazy. Like, Ric Flair pulls that off because he's got it. 
Yeah, the, the four horsemen. Okay, you know, I was I was brushing up. Okay, I, I would I'll admit I don't know that much about the four horsemen, but I was brushing up. They could all okay. hit it on the mic. Yes, they could all hit it in the ring. Double A had the mic skills too. Uh, yeah, he was he so did. good, and he was serious too. And uh, you know, Omega on the mic is a three out of ten at best. Okay. You know who didn't have to worry about the mic, and it kind of goes in line with what you're saying, and I'm going to give you some credit for this, was the Crippler. Okay. They always had, we talked about last week, they always had a, a position of the, the psychopath. You just refer to um, to that as Sean Spears, as, as the psychopath. They're kind of giving us an option of who's going to be the Crippler, the, the, the Brian Pillman, the loose cannon, and I don't think it's going to be I don't think it's going to be Sean Spears anymore. I think that's a setup. Really? I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be uh, Kenny Omega. I don't. Um, it, it's going to be someone who can stand there just like Chris Benoit or just like Brian Pillman, a little nuts, a little wild. I, I don't know who that's going to be. Maybe, maybe it is. Maybe that is what they've been trying to do with Sean Spears in that pole position. But they need an enforcer. Okay, you got the tags, you got the arn, and the ole. Andersons, right? The Tully, yeah. whatever ones. Yeah. You got FTR yourself. Secure. Yeah. And then you got the crazy, but the crazy isn't the four horsemen crazy. Or I'm sorry, isn't isn't the uh the the, the flair of crazy. But I did notice something. I, I I sent you guys a little picture. The history of the four horsemen. The only one that has been part of the four horsemen the entire time is Ric Flair. And we know Ric Flair ain't going nowhere. Ric Flair is in WWE, he's signed a contract, he's on TV. What if they just don't go that route? And this is a, a new new era of horsemen. They don't have that flair position, but they do have the enforcer and the crippler position, the crazy and the strong, and then the tag team. You know, they don't necessarily need that. Uh, but I, I would like to see it. You know, I think it would be more interesting right now if you if you just took Wardlow and you just took MJF and you put them with FTR and then you had yourself a tag team, uh, uh, you know, stable, and they made it real. I don't know, but Not but you take case. Sean Spears and you you take Sean Spears instead of Wardlow and you put MJF because they've been having some funny funny business on the sides. Um, that still works just the same, and then you make Wardlow a good guy to fight the stable to fight the power and have him squash the shit out of Wardlow. Now you got yourself Wardlow laying on his back, getting his ass kicked, and uh, and people starting to cheer for him, hoping to see him win, and then get him a big old match at SummerSlam against MJF, and then MJF says, "If you smell what the rock is cooking," oh my god, that's what, that's why we can't have you have too much mic time, son. That's that's. I did. I did watch something. The reason I said that, I don't even know why it came out, but uh, the reason I said that, I watched uh, the, the the first time the Rock come on out as. The Rock when he when the, he did the die rocket die you know that that whole that whole thing, yeah. but then I wanted to see okay that he did not have the mic skills he was good but not as good as he was obviously later and then I watched uh, the second interview he gave to where he shushes Farouk and Farouk is like yeah. what the fuck are you talking about and it was like that's where he really started to get that feeling and he yeah. said all of his catchphrases in the second one but at the time they had never been uttered so when he said you know if you smell what I'm cooking he didn't say it like he did. 
that came later. And it was really cool to see what the evolution of that. And so I, I, I take that kind of stuff. And when you look at the people now who are just building these characters up, they have that moment in that chance. And the MJF is doing it with his stuff. And, and uh, you know, Wardlow doesn't say nothing. Sean Spears don't have much of those iconic things. But this is the moments where they can start building that stuff. And Kenny Omega, you just said it. He's a three out of ten on the mic. Maybe tomorrow he'll be an eight or nine because they just give him that perfect opportunity. Okay. Maybe it is Omega that's going to stand there and be the crippler in the back doing this with his hands. But I think Omega's too strong for the four horsemen. Like we said, if there's someone's going to be a horseman, they're horsemen for life. And so is that something that Omega wants to convert to? Does he need the horseman to build up his character? Or, or is it just going to be a flash in the pan thing? I don't think Omega's the man. He's too good for it. I, I I don't I don't necessarily disagree with you. Um, I I kind of like where your head's at in that. The thing is, Kenny Omega would be the best person for the job, and he sucks so damn bad because he comes on down to the ring and he's Look. with the Rockers and he's with all these people thinking they're all friends. Drink a goddamn beer. Okay, <laughs> but Kenny Kenny's not gonna do that. Let's let's let's. Let's just and say that's that why now. they need to get rid of him. Just kick his ass out of the AEW. But, no, you don't no. belong. <laughs> you don't belong. See, see, <laughs> you go down a right path, and then all of a sudden you just take a left turn and we're jump on the same page, Ricky. We're on the same page. How, how, how about we just get back to the ship? Okay, okay. What you got? What you got? What's next? It's the females' fight next, right? The uh, Nightmare uh, Sisters. What the? You're skipping again? How did that? How? Did, okay, look. Nyla Rose came out. Oh, yeah, and yeah. told told us that Vicky you're Guerrero, skipping. you're still okay. skipping. Okay, he got Jimmy him cheap. Cheap. You want? Oh, you just on. don't want to talk about that a promo. That's not you a just, promo. Oh come not, on now. That was okay. The, okay, what 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 do you got to even say about it? You got one minute because that's long. I got than less the than that. Promo was. That all I got to say about it was that was a hell of a job. She don't speak English, and she gave a full English promo. Okay. In, she does speak English. She gave a sentence. That was not a promo. She just said, "Whoever wants it can get it." I think that that's pretty rude of you to say. I think she was eloquent, and I liked it. And I want to see her wear that outfit. <laughs> no, yeah, for real, okay. Sheeta actually made me. I like this because this was Sheeta giving us a different aspect of her, saying, "Listen, I'll take on anybody. You want a rematch? I'll give you a rematch." Uh, I, I like Sheeta, okay? I, that, that's why I want to bring this up because she, she gave a full – she does speak English, but not um, – she's not cutting interviews all the time. This was a big moment for her to cut an interview, and she tried to try to give us this tough aspect of Sheeta because she's always this cute, cuddly, and over lately she's, she's coming on a lot stronger. So I think this was a moment for her to just address the situation, let people know she's still here, let people know she's willing to take on any competitor. And I think it was, while it wasn't the most dynamic interview ever, she ain't going to get promo of the night. She, 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 she did what she needed to do, and she let people know she ain't afraid of Nyla Rose. All right. That was more than a minute. And then we had Moxley, and Moxley didn't say shit. So we can, <laughs> we can continue. <laughs> Moxley, Mox, uh, was, was Moxley really next? Because honestly, the, 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 the order of, of things are a little jumbled around for me. But was Moxley yeah. next? Yeah, after Sheeta, Mox came out and talked about his match. Said he was gonna injure Brian Cage. I'm gonna go for that arm. I'm gonna. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> it was you pretty know, much. I am. I'm about done with these Moxley. You know, <clears throat> kind of like half Goldberg, <laughs> like half Stone Cold. 
pick a side, dude. Pick a it's side. It's just yeah. the, 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 the Moxley angle. Half Goldberg. Is... <laughs> Half Goldberg plus one full Stone Cold is 1.5 Goldbergs. <laughs> Actually, 75% Goldbergs. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to rip the muscle clean off the bone. It's like, oh, my gosh. This is like listening to Ronda Rousey talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of cringy. I, I I think that word is overused, cringy. And, and but uh, John Moxley needs a manager or something. Hmm. Maybe it's going to be Taz. Maybe Taz is going to turn on Brad Cage. No, not after you the know who John Moxley's manager Brian needs Cage. to be. John Moxley needs Henry Cejudo as a manager because he's doing all the moves. I would agree. Okay, if you're going to be cringy, <laughs> wow. you're like Cejudo. Wow! Oh my! Wow! Okay! Uh, uh, wow! Wow! Alpha done left and went to the cornfield. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Let's just talk about the next one. I, I don't have anything else to say about John Moxley's promo, <laughs> other than I'm done with it. He was good. Yeah. He was going over with the crowd. Um, and then he did the he did the WWE thing. This is for you, the crowd. <laughs> I don't have yeah. any friends, but this is for the crowd. It's for the crowd. Um, for everybody out there in the in the audience. And then there's nobody all, out there. And then they all left. Moxley, I don't know if you noticed, but there's COVID twenty one, and people can't sit out there. So it's been talking to people who are not even blue seats. Can, so, can we talk about that beings. for a second? Can we talk about what the hell is AEW doing? They're bringing fans into the stands. Slow your you know, I, I directly asked Colt Cavan last week if I could make it, and he says, no, only only friends. And I said, I I thought I thought I was your friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, that conversation didn't happen. But I did ask it on, on his stream. I said, are they allowed? For, are, they, are they allowing staff? Uh, you know, more than just staff and friends and all that. He said, no, it's just uh, just friends or family going right now. Um, but I'll bet your bottom dollar Jimmy T is going to be there the second they open that door because I live less than a half an hour away and I will go and I will be there and I will have my belt and I don't have it with me right now. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to go get it. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. So, uh, okay. This takes us into the the women, right? This takes us into, um, what did you think about Nyla Rose? Nyla Rose and, and Vicky Guerrero. I like that actually. That is a good, a Here's damn good manager. I didn't think that I would like that, but you know, Vicky Guerrero taking that managerial rose, uh, managerial role as Nyla Rose's manager is actually pretty damn good. I mean, she's annoying as hell, and she'll get more heat on Nyla Rose. I, it's a win-win for that. I, I like it. What did you think, uh, Alpha? I, I like how they're doing a female manager. I wish they would have had her be a manager for one of the one of the uh, men. That would have been awesome. You know, put her up with uh, who could who could have been a good uh, a manager for her, like a like a single heel. Jim Cornette would have been the perfect one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have. I would have rather her been with. Because, you know, the women with the women and, and the men with the men, you know, this is 2020. We need to, you know, intertwine. I think she would have been a good manager for, you know, uh, a uh, uh, Kenny Omega heel turn. A, oh, uh, no. A uh, um, something like that. They should have. 
Should have made Riho her manager. <laughs> that would actually went over. That would have went over. <laughs> you know, what if it was just straight up Virgil? But let me tell you something. Because if because if it was Mr. Soul Train, what I would do is jump right over that rope and I would get in that ring and go. I would take this belt. Hey, this and is I would new smack channel. your face this is right a new on this channel. Belt. We're done with that and we ain't even mentioning Ivar. Oh my god. Mr. Soul Train, please enlighten me. <laughs> Who Alpha? What's his name? Island? Who Al- Ilar? Mylar? Never heard of the guy. But Thank this God. one time, this one time back when I used to wrestle for the WBF, I knew a guy named Todd. And Todd and I go way back, and one day Todd became a monster and a Viking, and he won the World Wrestling Federation Entertainment Tag Team Championships with another friend <laughs> named Eric. And then World Wrestling Federation Entertainment <laughs> Championships. Did you hear that? That's a new title. Anyways, the whole thing is. Anyways, you'll job the okay. belt to Virgil, and your friend is Ivar. Can we move along? Yes, let's move along. <laughs> this what did you think about moment. this Nightmare Sisters crap? I I thought it was absolute shit. I didn't like it. Well, did, why? Why? Squash okay, that. you can't. They're doing okay, the same wh- thing over and over. I, I'm right there with you. Thank you. Thank you. It's repetitive. It's bullshit, and you can't just say, "Oh, I magically like you today." After all, no, the it's because you it's talk. because QT and Marshall got COVID twenty one. This thing would be wrapped up. They started this thing before we got COVID twenty one. And you and don't think that, tr- that the bunny got COVID twenty two? I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, come on. Listen, I, this is the best storyline on the card. Uh, the- uh, yeah, that that no, bunny please. catches your eye. No, Dustin Rhodes. Okay. As a manager, he's decent. I like it. What's his going? He's paying homage to Seven. His makeup. Yeah. He's got the white makeup on. What's up with that? That was the coolest thing. Is he going to come out with white spandex on next week? And float to the ring? I hope so. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be Imagine cool. If come out, imagine if you come out with one half Seven and one half uh, the red. Oh. <laughs> You'd be Seven Eleven. <laughs> and then if you take 7 plus 11 you got yourself 18 and 18 oh shit Rhodes. he can do some math <laughs> uh-huh. and that's three away best storyline of the night listen, the reason it's the best storyline listen the reason it's the best storyline is because we really love QT Marshall and his apples and when she come on out she got herself a stuffed apple animal and she tossed it over to Brandon Rose who just let it fall <laughs> and Buddy just said what the fuck and then Dustin <laughs> looks right at her and was like shut your fucking mouth and then just walks past I thought that was a good part of the storyline. I thought that was you know, funny. I, you know, you just mentioned it, and uh, that's where Brandon Marshall's been. The economy's opening back up, and Applebee's needs their guy. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I forgot about Applebee's. Applebee's needs their main man back. Oh, my God. That is so true. Holy shit. We need free appetizers. Holy What's that shit. song go? Mm, 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 it's good. Applebee's. Yeah. Right there, he is. That's him. QT. You know, uh, Bunny just loves free wings. I mean, let's get real. <laughs> the leftovers at the end of the night. He gets to order a free meal. He brings half of it home for her, and she eats cold wings, <laughs> and she loves them, and she can't get over it. That's the oh draw. Okay, what about this match? Did we think anything of this match? I mean, anything. I couldn't even. I, I thought it was. Finish. Oh my I'm, god! Now listen, okay, okay. real quick. 
considering the amount of TV time that this, uh, uh, what's her name, Kenzie Page has been getting, I would say that this was an upset because <laughs> I have never seen the Nightmare Sisters wrestle together except for on AEW Dark, and Kenzie Page is a dynamite superstar. I, so that's I a thought, good point, Jimmy T. That's a good point. I, I thought this was an upset, to be honest. <laughs> I couldn't tell you if the other girl even tabbed it, tagged in. I didn't even notice. She did. She made her debut. Yeah, debut. I did see that next week they have two new. I did see next week they have two more coming in, and uh, uh, Dionysus or something like that. And uh, oh, yeah. I've heard something about her. Diamante. Diocese. Diamante. Diamante. And, and, and I got to ask That's a fucking question. That's actually Santana and Ortiz's you, 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 you go ahead, and a couple weeks ago, you toss us out. That maniac of a fucking chick. What was her name? Hold on. The, uh, the uh, Abaddon. Abaddon. How are they? You give us Abaddon going a full month ago, and you don't show us again. Abaddon again? Gets that clean win off of Anna Jay and the, and the best outfit I've ever seen. And now you don't even give us Abaddon again? Give us right. Abaddon. We want Abaddon. I'm right there with you. Right there with you. Yeah, I don't know how they're how how they're burying Abaddon like that. Yeah. She was Look, she was so good that one week. And she should join she should join the stable with either Luther and Mel, or she should join the stable with Nyla Rose. Hmm. I would rather see her with Luther than Nyla Rose. Me too, but, but no, I mean, no, it'd be no. interesting. I don't want to see Abdon anybody. Abdon is a lone wolf. She's a she's a, a poltergeist. Of, Damn right. Uh, I want to see an, Abdon come through the ring and just suck somebody in one time. Jesus. And then they cut. And then they cut to commercial. Come on back, and the ring is perfectly fine. Gotta <laughs> <Yeah>. love <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, oh, do well. what they can during COVID. I don't but, think um, no. This very- is good. I don't think that was a very good co-main event, but hey, it is what <laughs> co-main it is. Co-main event, co-main that's, event. That's what it was. I mean, if you want to call it that like was, it is, that was a COVID event, brother. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa! Oh, I can't. Damn. A co-main event, Ricky. You know this. A co-main event is when they have two superstars in the second spot. Okay, um, just because it's the second to last match, don't make it a co-main event. This was not a co-main event. This was a filler matchup. To, to let us know that uh, John Be Good, Mr. Appleman, is coming back soon, and uh, he's gonna have some crazy, funky shit happening because we've been calling that for a long time. He's gonna get yeah. weird, and you gotta get ready. Yeah, I'm. I've called. What it if a he while come on ago. out with ball? Dustin, that Rhodes, dude's coming out ball gag. Dustin Rhodes oh. and and uh, and uh, Allie or whatever her name is, Bunny. They're Bunny. gonna have a fling, and it's gonna crush the Applebee's guy. And you know how he's going to find out? You know how they're going to find out? He's going to come walking. They're going to have a, a camera in an apartment or something, right? And it's going to be QT Marshall is going to be in one room, and then Dustin and Allie are going to be in the other, and QT not going to know Dustin's there. But when he walks through the door, he's going to be in the demolition outfit with a ball gag in his mouth, like ready to go with, a, with some flowers. Oh, my God. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's wrestling appropriate, I guess, right, because demolition had it. But you see QT Marshall in a demolition outfit with a with an apple strapped to his mouth like a ball gag, ready to go for Allie. And he's like, wait, what What are you doing with Dustin? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> it writes itself. It writes itself. No, Allie's gonna. And Jr's in the chat. Michael... Jr's in the chat saying, "By God, of course he no. knows it's gonna happen." Allie, guys, gonna get home. You know, he's gonna have his margarita, uh, box margarita and and wings, and he's like, "Allie, Apple I'm teeny. home, and she's coming Apple out of the teeny. out of the bedroom real quick, and she's got face paint, but only on like one leg." And she's like, "What are you doing home so early?" And then he's like, Applebee's <laughs> got closed down from the COVID-21 again. And she's like, <gasps> and he's like, why is there only, why is there black and red? Or it could be white and red face paint, but only on your left leg. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to see Dustin come on out with that weird old. Where, you know, when you come on out and have the high-pitched voice and all that. When Dustin's weird, it's the funniest and best wrestling that there has been. And I want to see QT Marshall get weird. I want to see it all. I want to see it weird. I just do. All right. So what did you, you think of this main event? What did you guys think? Jim? I, th- I, I thought I just turned it off after that. There was more? Yeah, of course there was more. <laughs> there was There was John... Moxley taking on Brian Cage. Now, did, did Moxley's shirt? Moxley's shirt said something, and I couldn't tell if it said Sammy Havoc, no, or Jimmy Havoc. No. Now, you, Danny. you, Danny Havoc, have some Who's respect. That? He just, he just passed away in May. I honestly didn't. I don't even know what. Okay. who was that? It was, it was one of Moxley's really good friends. He was, a, he was a wrestler in the indie scene, and. Uh, yeah, it is. It is kind of damn near tragedy that that happened. Um, okay, I didn't know. I, I honestly thought it said Sammy Havoc, and no. I thought he was paying homage to Sammy Guevara and Jimmy Havoc, and I was like, "That's a really <laughs> fucked up thing to be doing right now." <laughs> <laughs> honestly, that's what I thought it said. I, I didn't, no, I didn't no. know about that. That sucks. That sucks. It's, it's Danny Havoc, and he passed okay. away in May, and uh, that's kind of why. That's kind of why Mox has been off TV and and. He's he's had a rough couple months uh, to to know through to to understand outside of AEW. I mean, with the fact that you know his wife getting COVID and then his friend passing away and then all this other shit that he can't wrestle, he can't train. I, I mean, it's been a rough rough way to go with with John Moxley. I mean, geez. I, I want to see it work out for him. I really do. I want to see Moxley make me want to see him, if that makes any sense. I get you. I get you. Cause, cause right now he's he's dropping the ball. Hey yo, ball. I don't know if he's dropping the ball. It's just like I said. I think his mind is thinking, you know, so structured like WWE. Like he's got to have everything written down. And and I want to see. There's a difference between the way Hulk Hogan came out, done his matches, and the way Jake the Snake thinks. You know what I mean? And Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, the fucking chaos. And then you got Hulk Hogan, who was so structured and, and, and uh, you know, I, I want to see the chaos aspect. And he has it because, like you said, that matchup with him and Kenny Omega, he's got it in him. Yeah. But we're not seeing that. We're not seeing a lot. It's like he's got to put on the, the, the face of a, of a champion uh, for a major corporation like, like WWE. That's you got to do that's everything right. I said, uh... Oh man, I loved I loved it when he was you know in that feud with Omega and, and they were doing the hardcore stuff and and uh, 
And, and his his feud with the inner circle is actually pretty gosh damn good. But not the Dippin' Dots! And, you know, we wouldn't have had that without him. You know what I mean? That's true. Oh, no, or what, that, no that was with the Elite, wasn't it? But they, they went to the Dippin' Dots well a couple times, but uh, the yeah. backstage brawl. You see this? What? I, I say Hulk Hogan's name. He comes on in the chat. Oh, damn. That, that was quick. Hogan. Hogan. You know, Watch I and it, learn. I have it set up to listen to keywords, so it's, you know, this is something that you couldn't have done on your stream, but now that we're on that is my stream, you know, um, I can do it. Like I'll like. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but keep talking. It's just kind of weird because he's trying to be, you know, edgy. But like you said, he's like he's stuck in that rut, and it's kind of weird. It, everything about it's just kind of weird. I, I'm not I'm not going over on, I'm not putting uh, Moxley over. I, I hope when we get the crowd back, we we can we can start you know talking about how good he is again. I agree. He's better with the crowd. He comes through the crowd. I mean, this whole thing coming down the stairs and all that. Um, I, I'm just not super impressed with him yet, but I know he does it. He just gives us all. Uh, but, you know, going back to the FTR stuff, right? Moxley. I want to say this. Moxley can be crazy. Moxley needs a stable. What if Moxley was the flare position or that crazy position? The in, horseman in would the horseman. die. The horseman would die. You think? Just, if Moxley was the was the front man for the for the horseman, yeah, done. Yeah. But the th thing is, I know a lot of people mark out for uh, John Moxley. I know some people mm -hmm. that, you know, the only person in AEW they care about is John Moxley. I, I I can agree with that, but but Moxley can't can't run a faction, and you need somebody to to lead a faction into success and moxie is is to to use jimmy jimmy t's words a lone wolf he he's <laughs> he's somebody that is crazy and and needs and needs no one else see i'm right there in that same level with hangman because i know a lot of people think hangman's going to be the main man for for the four horsemen i'm on the same level with him i don't see him as a team player no you know, you know what this feels like this feels like the movie Clue, who done it? Who's it gonna be? <laughs> we got all these people. But you got the Hangman did it. But the Crucifier over here. Four different endings. That's right. It was <laughs> the nurse in the in the back room with the billiard stick, <laughs> with the corn cob pipe. <laughs> um, I don't know. I. I but. The end of this matchup was super weird. It, when they have uh, Taz thrown in the towel, I mean, I guess I get it. This is the same thing they did with um, uh, uh, Brody Lee so that Moxie can beat a big man without the big man going down, you know? And I, I, I get it. I get it. But why not just have your fucking champion beat a, a big man? Why not just have – he's the champion. Now, you had two times he's wrestled, and both times it's like, did he really beat that guy? You know, yeah, he beat Brody Lee, but he had to put him to the floor and, and, and make him pass out. Um, and now you got thrown in the towel. And well, then you got Darby Allen coming on back. Ricky, what did you think of Darby Allen coming on back with that hoverboard? Best part okay. of the night. 
Yeah, I, I'd agree with him. I'd agree with Alpha Ness. Him coming off the rope and chucking a skateboard into somebody's throat. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And then to have your your face on the skateboard, that's just icing Jesus. on the cake. Yeah, it was it was great. It was great. Um I, I wanna see Darby Allen take on Brian Cage and Taz. Um, and I hope I'd they see can... that tag match Darby Allen and Tony Hawk versus Brian Cage and Taz. I would watch that all day long. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like I was getting to, I mean, you got, you got to put Darby Allen in his darker place. And I hope the hell that Brian Cage can bring out a darker, more sinister Darby Allen. Cause that is the character Darby Allen, not this you know, fun-loving skateboard guy. I want to see they had, dark Darby Allen. You know how you're going to get this, and this is something we did kind of touch on months ago back when we were talking about who's the who's the chosen one for the Dark Order. Um, I think what you're going to see here, and I ain't lying, is we're going to see uh, Raven coming on back and, and being a mentor to Darby Allen. They're doing this with all these superstars, with Taz and, and Jake the Snake and all that. We're going to see a Raven. Raven's already been in the crowd. They already referred to him. And it would make sense because you got Taz and Raven had feuds in ECW. And so if you bring Raven back now and at least just have him get a moment of passing the torch of the, I'm going to cry in the corner matchup, uh, <laughs> you know, then you got yourself a deal. But I, I do, I do think that's a way to bring him down that dark path and kind of just like Taz is giving uh, Brian cage, the FTW belt, Raven's just going to give him a bucket of tears because that's all they do is cry. Oh my God. <laughs> Is Jesus all they I mean, they'd go ahead and get him uh, uh, the crow, but the crow went to sting, you know. So, I got, I I got a question for you guys, then, yes, sir. Wait for it. I'm waiting. The answer is no. Why did that play Ooh. through my television? Um, because, because you. <laughs> <laughs> You've been bamboozled, Dad. <laughs> what do you, uh, what, what do you guys think the bump of the week was? Let's get right into them. We're, we're talking about superstar and everything, so let's just let's just run right through. Who, who, who's the bump of the week? Jenny, hit me with it. A bump of the week to me was that that giant uppercut when uh, FTR. Um, it, it just was one of the the stronger moves of the night that required precision. Either it hurt him. Or it looked really good and really much like he did. And I just love seeing that specific move. I, I would have called a different move for the bump of the week, but that other move is going to be my high spot. All right. I, Ricky? Right. I'd have to say, I, I touched on it a little bit. It it was it was FTR uh, stopping that, that Hurricane Rana and then jumping right into the Steiner Bulldog. I mean, the power the difficulty of that move is is just levels above what I thought FTR could do and and they exceeded it. So my 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 bump of the week is uh <laughs> is uh Ray Phoenix taking that bump from uh FTR off the off the stop of the Hurricane Rana. I don't have I don't have one. I can't remember one. Oh my your bump god! Of the week is, I can't. I can't. Your bump give... of the week is the skateboard. No, because it's a know, skateboard. You know they sold well, but it didn't. It wasn't a big bump. 
I I didn't notice anything that anybody did that I was like, oh. But um, there was a there was a move there was a move that uh, um, I think it was Allen did, and it was like a drop kick, and it was at least three feet away from uh, Kenzie Page, and Kenzie Page took that bump so hard. <laughs> <laughs> she sold the hell out of that move, man. She did. It was drop kicking. They're like, look at that drop kick. That was a good <laughs> foot and a half, two feet. I, I will admit though, the chops from uh, um, Pentagon. Pentagon. The chops yeah. from him, those those actually visibly cut a man open. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe that's my bump. Maybe that's my bump. Here okay, we go. High that's spot. A fair, that's a fair point. High spot of the week. <laughs> I'm going first here. <laughs> I'm going first here because I'm just getting it out of the way. That Canadian destroyer off the top of a 485 million year old dinosaur was the coolest shit I have seen in a while. At least since the destroyer last week. That, there is not another high spot of the night that even comes close to that Canadian destroyer off of of the ropes on on that uh, Jackson board. I, I agree. I agree with you yep. on that. One. I'm with I'm with you there. We don't have to go deeper than that. I, nope. I I think that was amazing. Nope, ain't nothing else to talk about right there. That 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 was top notch. That was the best thing on the show. All right, let's talk about the storyline then, brothers. Now I wanted to tell you. Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. I clicked the wrong one. Oh, okay. Now storyline of the week. All right, <laughs> I wanted to say I wanted to say real quick. Even though this show was called Fight for the Fallen. This should have been fight for the story. It seemed like there was multiple stories being told all across this whole card. And I mean, one of these stories stood out more than the other. But I want to get y'all two's take on it before I reveal mine. So, so Alpha or Jimmy T, what's your storyline of the week, sir? Jimmy. Go ahead, Al. You know, I think for, for me... The storyline of the week has got to be this Orange Cassidy and Inner Circle storyline. The way that Jericho responded and in his style just makes Jimmy T laugh and laugh. But the way the way Orange Cassidy come on in, um, I, I just think this is a fast ticket to the higher, you know, the highway and uh, a, a ride straight to the lower cards. You know what I mean? Because Jericho is going to mop the floor at this man. You ought to see it. There's a plenty of orange juice down there to mop. Okay. Now you got a whole body of blood. He's going to make it all mix with that orange juice and he's going to mop it all up. And then Orange Cassidy is going to retire because nobody wants to see that man. I don't know. I think, I think they're setting it up for Jericho to, uh, for, for Cassidy to go over the next one. They're going to do a trilogy. And then, and then at the same time, they're going to build up a feud between um, the Jurassic Express. Okay. I, I see I see Cassidy going over. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I just said. Cassidy's going over this time. They're gonna do a trilogy all while they yeah. build up a feud with Jurassic Express and the inner circle, and they're gonna start going at the double triple tag team between those two. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways. All right. So, all right. So now that you got our answers, Ricky, what's yours? My storyline has to be the one that that they're not talking about in Kayfabe. It's the four horsemen, son. I want to see the four horsemen. I want to see who they are, where they're going with it. I mean, you see Tully in the in the stands 
trying to to scout out people. I mean, you got FTR calling them out pretty much. Like, I see your four horsemen, Cody doing doing heel shit uh, for the four horsemen, Hangman Page doing baby face shit for the horsemen, and Sean Spears putting on a glove for the horse. I mean, I want to see where this horseman storyline goes. I am so intrigued, and they haven't even started the damn storyline. I now, want you see more in the chat. Vol dude was talking about Cody, Sean Spears, Pillman, and MJF. I, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I hadn't even thought once that the swerve would be the FTR. Mm. I haven't thought that that's a swerve. Maybe I haven't thought gonna, that either. They, maybe they it is going to be Cody. They got to do some sort of swerve. It can't be straightforward. But I did see yeah, an interview with Cody. Um, uh, they, uh, what was it? It was an interview with Cody. They were asking about re- bringing back the four horsemen. And he's, he specifically mentioned FTR. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> we heard that. Specifically mentioned uh, F, uh, FTR oh, and, and uh, Sean Spears and, and himself and all that. Why are you telling me to ST fuck up? Because I yawned and I wanted to play it off. <laughs> If I'm being honest, <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. I'm legit. All you right. know, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm legit tired. Okay, uh, Jimmy T's getting no sleep. He's got, I got a line of ladies waiting. I got a line of autographs going over here. I've, I've already walked halfway across the country three, three times just to sign autographs in the middle country. Um, <laughs> we got a whole lot of things happening, and Jimmy T is just getting started. So I'm tired because I have not slept in weeks. Okay. But I'm right there with you, Ricky. My storyline is is uh, is and has been the Four Horsemen for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, I want to see where that goes. I really do. Jimmy T would agree. Here we go. Promo. Who you got for promo there, uh, Ricky? Since you passed it off the first time. Promo of the week has to go to Taz. Call it out calling out Brian Cage's injury along with telling him that he's going to kick his ass even though. I, I like that. I liked how he played it off. I liked how he set up the match. Taz is gold on the mic. On the mic. He just, he just can't be beat right now. I like Jericho, but, but Taz, as a manager, I think he's found his calling. I like Taz a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. you know you, you said Taz brother that was a that was a terrible pick. There is no question that anything other than Chris Jericho and and Orange oh, Cassidy on. is is there's no better promo that's been done in several weeks than that one. The, no, the lines. No, no, let me finish. Okay. <laughs> Tell him. <laughs> now. Uh, you know, between the lines, the zinger saying he looks like a dweeb with glasses and a wearing a jacket, and and saying he'll never get a rematch and this and that, and then the orange coming down, you know, orange going thumbs up, thumbs down, and the towel, it was just perfect perfection. It couldn't have gotten any gosh damn better. Now, what do you what do you want to say? What do you want to say, Rick? Okay. My, my my thought on this is that Orange Cassidy walks a line 
of jumping the shark and being extremely over. And I think with the the Caesar style thumbs up, thumbs down that he was given and dropping the orange juice on him, I think that was almost jumping the shark. It was really close to being too cringy. That's why I didn't pick that segment for the promo of the week. Uh, I kind of liked it, but I think it was just a little bit over to, over the top for me. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. I don't want to diminish your pick at all. Go ahead, Timmy T. All right, what do you Timmy, got for us? You know, um, thank you, Alpha. Uh, the the uh, the situation here you is this. This, the, this promo is the best promo they've had in a long time. Nobody else is agreeing with me on this. I'm the only one who says it. And the fact is, Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. But the reason this promo is so good is because Orange Cassidy is a piece of shit. And Chris Jericho is a piece of gold. Okay, this would have been any good with anybody else. You go put Trent up there, ain't going to be as funny. The man of the hour, and he is now too sour to be sweet because he's got orange all over him is the man of the power, and that is Chris Jericho. And he's I funny do, as hell. He's I do agree. Laugh. I do agree. Nobody can pull that promo off better than Jericho. Nobody. And then, no, and then I, he carried it over to the to the broadcast booth, man. It was all perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. Like, he kept saying, I'm so sticky. <laughs> Just take your, take your fucking jacket off. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, but, man, it was great. But the whole thing with the you know, the, the promo itself, just you, you understand. I think uh, Bree was saying in chat over here that um, they're already selling the, uh, the the shirt. Where did I go? There I am. Uh, you know, they're already selling, already selling the shirt. And so I think that's awesome too. Is uh, this whole ratings thing? You know, Ricky said, "Don't say it." They're gonna do nothing but talk about it. That's all Jericho's gonna do is talk about the demo god. Yes, and I agree again, Bree is on point tonight when Jericho stood up and said, JR, look at me. <laughs> and was, that the, like, was that the last line, Bree? Was that the last line of the show was that they said Demo God shirt is already up? I didn't catch that. But that is funny because that, that's such a brilliant thing to have that shirt going, ready to go. JR said, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> God, that was great. That was awesome. It is. It's so good. Yeah. My bad. My All bad right. if you heard that. What did we hear? Didn't. If, if anybody heard it, it was on the broadcast. Okay. I'm covered in orange juice, Jim. That was, was great. Was it your oh, porno? Oh, you stink. It, it was not a porno. It was actually the match of the week. Oh. And now, the okay. match of the week. Let me see. What you got? Well, the match of the week might be a porno for all I know. <laughs> Maybe next week. Maybe that's um, I'm oh. gonna go first. Match of the week was Sonicus versus Cody Rhodes. Sonicus having very little time on Dynamite, very little time in the spotlight, shining like a bright star. Cody Rhodes giving us all that heel turn love. And I do, I mean, a lot of a lot of people give Cody Rhodes a lot of shit online. They tell uh, you know, go back to your home, get out of here. But this guy is making this company what it is he puts his heart and soul i do believe he truly cares and anytime anybody gets a position of power like cody rhodes has like he really is running this this company with a couple of other people um they're gonna have resentment and the resentment is coming in the form of the fans not giving him the due he's deserved he took a belt whipping from wardlow that made me cringe in my seat and pee my pants okay this man knows how to sell 
and I want him to go heel because I think he is a good heel. Whether he goes on the four horsemen or goes heel on his own, he ain't going to be part of the elite because Cody Rhodes and Son of Kiss are going to be a tag team. Lost. I'm just kidding. That ain't that ain't going to happen. What's going to happen really is Cody Rhodes going to do his thing. But I thought this match was just a great way to set that up. Um, I think people can see Son of Kiss as a, as a future champion, maybe a TNT champion, maybe a tag team champion, or maybe a heavyweight champion one day. That would be something else. But I, I just love when you see it all come together so quickly and uh, I'm looking forward to this now uh, you know I was thinking of something earlier as well with with the old hey, oh, with Co- Mac. Cody Rhodes hey you know everybody call call the police off we found him double H has finally returned and, and no more Amber Alert out there for double H he's finally returned there he is live and free and, and only on twitch.tv slash world winning federation double H is in the Dilly Hard Sportatorium. Finally. Anyways, back to the show. Cody Rhodes cannot be the champion. Not He can be the TNT champion, but he cannot be the world champion of the world for AEW Dynamite. Will that affect his role as a four horseman? Has to, because a four horseman champion has to have 28, 29 times as champion. But you know what would make him a good four horseman champion and a good heel is if he reverses that and wins the belt. Okay, yeah, reverses. Say I'm done with this. That's yeah. Okay. This is a this is wrestling. He can come out and say fuck that rule. Okay. I mean, you. But then he might get serious heat from you know from the AEW fans. The serious heat is the best thing that could happen when you turn heel. That's what a heel turn is. But, you know. Uh, hey, you know what? It, 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 it might get the same feeling as a Brock Lesnar winning the belt 85, you know, times. But I, I, I think if okay, they do it right, point. they could. So why don't, you, why don't you like watching WWE as much as you used to anymore? For that same reason. So I, I'm just saying they could do it. Now, I, like I don't think said, that's the right way heat, to. Serious heat, good heat. Okay. Yeah. But say, uh, say they let Michael Vick in, in AEW. You think people are gonna tune in? Yes, a hundred percent. If they put the belt on Michael Vick, you think people be like, you know what? I actually want to watch AEW this week. No. Alpha WCW put the belt on David Arquette, and people tuned in. Yes, if they put Michael David Vick Arquette in that ring, is not a they'd have Sports Center. Alpha, get your head out of your ass. That'd be the biggest thing on television. David Arquette is not the most hated man in all the sports of all time. You know who is? Michael Vick. You. My most beloved and greatest and highest paid esports athlete of all time. That's me, brother. It'll be funny. It'll be funny if all of a sudden AEW, the lights go out. It comes on in and you just hear champion, champion, champion. And out comes Dr. Disrespect to win the belt (laughs) from John John Moxley. They're bringing it all together. Doing his little dance down to the ring. There he is. <laughs> but seriously, I, I think that the people who like AEW, the AEW marks, it might not go over well if Cody just says, you know what, screw this. This is my company. I'll make the, whatever yep. rules I want. It could be a good look. It could be a good look. You know, we'll never There's know a how difference the boys though, feel Alpha. it in the back. It could go. It could go over. 
there's a difference if it's done. So the way they do it with Brock is like, as if he's so strong, you can't take the belt off him. Not as if Vince McMahon knows it's the most profitable, so they're going to keep it on him because it pisses people off. Like, there's a difference. If they sold it like they did when The Rock became a corporate rock in the corporation, and they're like, we're just putting the fucking belt on him because he's under Vince McMahon. It's like, boo. And people people accepted that. Okay. Eric Bischoff did the same thing with Hogan. That They could do it, and it wouldn't be bad. But that's not how they sold Brock. They sold Brock like he really legit is just too powerful, and you can't hold him down. Not as if he's the chosen one within the company. The chosen one storyline works anywhere. And so you could take anybody, put him in that role. If Cody Rhodes come on out and say, as executive president, I'm reversing this decision that I can't get a title match. And tonight I'm fighting John Moxley and then wins. Um, the crowd will go fucking nuts and they'd hate it. They'd, they'd boo him and he'd get over it. And then he could lose it in a month, lose the belt in a month. But that opens the door for four years from now. He can just go for that title shot again or whatever. You know what I mean? It, it They could do it and they could do it right. And then you don't have to say he can never have that belt again. I mean, they do haircut matches where people don't lose their hair. They did uh, uh, out the door matches where people never return. And then they fucking come back. I mean, hell, Undertaker had buried alive matches. People didn't die. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. It's wrestling. Anything can happen. Could. Could happen. You're absolutely right, you corn tooth coward. I just don't think Cody would. Damn. Do that. I think Co- I don't think Cody would do that. Not even. It could. Uh, you know, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. Like part of me thinks like Cody wants to keep this pure AEW pure. Let the boys in the back make the make the rules. But you know, he might he might talk it over with everybody. Say, hey, for a heel turn, I'm gonna I'm thinking of doing this. What does everybody think? And then the and tattoo go from there. What if Brock Lesnar came out in AEW and then reached into his chest and pulled a sword straight out from under his skin where that tattoo is and stabbed John Moxley in the heart? And then QT Marshall comes on out and he comes up from behind and he just slices his neck with that sword. <laughs> oh QT Marshall God. drops to the ground All and he right. peels That's off his skin. That's enough. Hit the mute button. <laughs> I'm gonna blame I'm gonna blame Johnny Mac for that one. Speaking of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Who do you guys think is the superstar of the week? Mm. I'll, I'll go out. I'll come right out and say it. The superstar of the week is not Jericho. It is not Dark. Or uh, it is not. I almost gave my answer up. It is not Orange Cassidy. It's not Sonny Kitts. It's not even Marco Stun. It's Darby Allen finally coming back and closing the show with the skateboard from the top turnbuckle, catching us all off guard, you know, unless you saw it on Twitter, which they spoil it five seconds before it even happens. It was Darby Allen finally making his comeback to AEW and surprising everybody and, and hitting at a potential tag team match or uh, tag team with uh, John Moxley. I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you there I'm going to say that there's a person in the chat that we have just been toe-to-toe this whole time uh, same page and that's Bree Bree's talking about Superstar that we get Son of Kiss and I don't think there's a thing that she said in this chat that I've disagreed with and and she's agreed with me 100% of the time because Son of Kiss is the Superstar of the Week I'm telling you, get that chance and take it 
and Son of Kiss has to be on down in my every damn week. It better happen. Now get off your fucking Facebook page and put Shimon my face back the on this bomb. show. <laughs> you put my fucking face back on this show because I am the superstar. When Jenny Thompson starts talking, I just let I get so bored I'll even scroll Facebook for a little while. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Never seen uh, Facebook before on the other channel. That's all ooh, I got. Ooh, shots fired. Who's shots a superstar? My superstar is neither one of y'all's. It has what? to be um, Dash <laughs> Dash Harwood. You for would the, for the finish for the finish on that match because I've never seen a finish like that, and that's hard to do. I've never yeah. seen a finish where you rip a mask off of somebody and then pin them just because they they're trying to cover their face. They can't. And you don't even see oh, his I face. They did a match. Did, did it so fast you didn't even see his face. It was it was done correctly because it wasn't done like WCW style where they they broadcast his face and <laughs> and, and and it fucks him up for the rest of his his tenure career. in that it, yeah is pretty much his career like they did Rey Mysterio which was stupid but <laughs> um but they they did it just enough so they pinned him rolled him out of the ring, and you didn't see his real face. Maybe a clip, maybe a quick glance, and that was it. My, my uh, superstar of the week goes to Darsh Howard because Dude, he took them time. I forgot about that whole that whole gimmick that they yeah. did the mask thing with the roll-up. And, and, you know, that was perfect, like you said. Um, I think on the commentary booth they said in, in, uh, in AAA, you get disqualified for that? Yeah. yeah yep. and, and, but, um, but those rules don't apply in AEW. Right. Yeah, Mexico, you get disqualified, but not here. Now hold on. I like that. We don't. We don't always just stop the show for people chatting. Double H, did you watch the show? Uh oh. Double H is sitting here talking in chat like he watched the show. Yeah, he did. Because Jimmy T reached out to Double H and said, "Double H, there's one thing we got to do when we start this show on Alpha's channel. It's got to be you and me, pal." It's got to be a tag team. We got to bring you on back into the mix. And we got to announce right here that Jimmy T and Double H are a tag team. <laughs> and you understand, Alpha, there's one thing you don't know. And that's what you don't know is that I know that Double H and Jimmy T are the champions. We're the triple tag team champions because between the two of us, there's three. <laughs> yeah, because Double H is. Twice the man you are. And now take it because he's such a handsome chap that I will accept that statement. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Jesus. I forgot, I forgot all about that mask gimmick finish. That was a damn good finish. That might have been one of I, their best finishes in AEW in a long time. I agree. I do want to. I do want to call out just uh, on the real is that um, you know some of these things. Every week we we talk and and you always kind of kind of lean to the superstar of the week being the biggest star of the like the, the Jericho's in this. So I, I do think that it's it's fair to give the people who draw the superstar of the week sometimes. Um, but but my second pick was going to be Marco Stunt if I'm being honest because Marco Stunt time and time again the dude I mean he yeah he runs weird and he's silly and he's all crazy but that man works yep. he works and this this I've never seen a move 
and they keep getting crazier and crazier. But that one was one of the craziest moves I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it was so clean and so perfectly done. It takes two to tango. So I think it was Ray Phoenix who took it. Uh, but um, oh, no, I'm sorry, not Ray Phoenix. Uh, Matt Jackson. Matt Jackson, yeah. Matt Jackson, the, 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 the Rockers. And so um, you, you, you need somebody that can take a move like that. Last week it was Ray Phoenix with uh, the Rockers. And so this week you got yourself uh, <laughs> just the way that they land. I mean, you, you have to understand people's. Uh, when you're on the, the top of someone's shoulders and another guy's jumping off the top of a dinosaur's shoulders and they do this thing, running speed, a flippy flop, you don't know where that head is going, okay, the first time you practice that move. Someone could break their fucking neck and be done forever if it's not done right. And so or the oh, person to take... Or a freaking... Yeah. Um, and the, out, the, per- the person to take the most dangerous thing is, is you know, it's Marco Stun. Like, I'll do it. Walking around like Bob Backlund, you know what I mean? We've been doing this podcast way too long. We are speaking Jimmy T's (laughs) now. Did you hear that? A man run up on a dinosaur doing a flippy floppy. And and we knew exactly what he's talking about. I mean, come on. We've been doing this way too long. Well, now we're speaking Jimmy's language. (laughs) You thought I was Enzo? (laughs) I do look like Enzo. But seriously, oh, Marco, dude. that's a good point because Marco actually did a good job on the mic too. He did a good he job did. on the mic, he did. And, and and Luchasaurus is like, "You got your kick pads?" He's like, "No, no, not what?" <laughs> and then they got out there, they put on a hell of a match, and yeah, um, did we do match? Yeah, yes, we did. Okay, I don't remember. <laughs> that was the last one we just did. I thought was, we did superstar. Was... It was match and then superstar. All right, you're right. I know. Just, well, I, let's do I it know over. I was testing you guys to see if you know. Oh, why don't we start over? Start over from uh, promo. Bump. Well, we run it. <laughs> I'll edit it. I'll edit it out after. But seriously though, um, I, I I thought overall damn good episode. Somebody said that this was better than Fighter Fest. I say. <laughs> so back. You know, Bree, Bree's bringing some heat in here. Bree, Bree and Jimmy Bree, Bree Thompson, and I, this is Bree's I'm first, with... first time coming into Babyface in the heel, and she's already got heat with Jenny. And, uh, you have to I'm, understand, though. I'm, I'm chatting with Bree on the side. Bree's telling me, listen, I'm going to say a bunch of mean shit to you in the chat, but I really do love you so, so much. And I'm saying, Bree, I understand. You got to do what you got to do. Um, I hate these two so so much, so it's appreciative that you come in and you help me out. Can and we she call says, bullshit listen, where bullshit is She said, listen, I'm reading it right now. She says, Jimmy T, you are the most handsome man, and your beard just looks like a silky, smooth like flow of water, just like Enzo Torre. <laughs> Whatever the hell his name is. you can't teach that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't I, I think Bree said this was, I, I don't know if it was you or not, Bree, but said it was uh, better than, better than, uh, Fighter Fest, and I'll have to 100% disagree with that. Um, I thought Fighter Fest was was one of the better productions, both storytelling and uh, match match telling, as well. <laughs> and uh, and and tonight's episode, I think, was was better than average, but it was definitely no Fighter Fest. No. And so looking back, I mean, the Fighter Fest was two part pay per view style presentation. Um, and then you got Fight for the Fallen, which is kind of a superstar pay-per-view type of presentation. Um, I feel like what we're missing over the last three weeks is the storyline progression 
this is the the moment and again i did watch a couple of old school pay-per-view moments since and and since alpha since on your channel you've been uh rigging it so that jimmy thompson come out number one every goddamn time in your royal rumble <laughs> um you know can't get a win over here got bifrost rabbit kicking the shit out of me but Gosh, you know thank uh, god the the reality is um when you and this is just an opinion and i want to talk about this just a slight hair is that when you used to have those matches those survivor series moments those SummerSlam main events those wrestlemania moments there were finite situations or new storylines that spawned right you put the legion of doom in there as a tag team and the opponents the other team is going to be demolition because that's the feud going on but when that match is over they don't have to continue feuding they can move on it's the finite end aew is kind of doing that with their pay-per-views and i really like that i consider these this series of events a pay-per-view yeah. uh, pro- probably enough if they had done it it would have been one or two uh but when you watch a WWE pay-per-view now, you don't get any of that. You don't even, I mean, they end pay-per-views on fucking cliffhangers. Like who won the belt? You know, they don't fucking care. And, <laughs> and you got yourself a whole different storyline with AEW. It feels pure. It feels real. And it feels progression. And so at the end of this, I'm saying to myself, let's look at some of the main storylines. You got Moxley and Brian Cage. Is that over? It feels like it could be. Cause now you got Darby Allen and Brian Cage ready to go. So who's Moxie going to fight? You get the reset starting on next week. Probably somebody you got yourself the dress. For the first time ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pineapple first beat. Pineapple like, beat. I would see that. There's, this whole thing, though, you got a couple of cl- closures and a couple of new openings. The Inner Circle, they've got a new storyline with this with this uh, Best Friends and, and, and Orange Cassidy. It's it's emergent storyline, even though they've already had the match. You got the Jurassic Express now possibly doing this trio tag team thing again. Um, but even still, you got the Marco stunt getting in there with the, with the inner circle. So you got some fights. We got the storyline of the four horsemen. I could come from anywhere and rebuild this whole thing. Sheeta coming in with her storyline and saying, I'll take on, on uh, Nyla Rose, but I'll take on anybody. Okay. Brie Britt Baker's coming back soon. And so she's going to get right in that mix. And we said it already. Abaddon is going to be coming on in. So we got a mix of things happening and it's new. It's going to be fresh starting next week. It ain't going to feel like a continuation of Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen. I just wanted to give that shout out and say, hey, W, you're doing it right. And I know, Tony, you come in here, you watch every week passionately. You message me on the side. Probably it's probably you instead of Brie. And you're saying I love you so much. And I want to say thank you to you as well. <laughs> it is a product that I do enjoy watching every single week. I watch it with passion and love. And I, if I have to tune in to WWE, it's because I have a friend over there that I want to watch on wrestling. His name is Ivar and he's a tag team champion. He should be. They took the belts from him and I hate you for it. But on I, was AEW, this close, I was this close to, to say, go ahead, preach Jimmy T. And then you fucked it up with your Ivar shit. God, no, no, man, no. you were this close. This I close know, to get a compliment. Is, the thing is, and I'll talk for another five or six minutes before I finish up, is just to really, at the end of the day. <laughs> so, God bless Jeff. So, God bless gosh, Jeff. <laughs> WWJD, what would Jeff do? And I'll tell you exactly what he would do right now. He'd mute Jenny's candy ass. Now, Ricky. Yes, sir. What do you guys got going on? Now that the Fight Pick Championship is over there on MMA Mark's podcast. The Fight Pick Championship may be over, but the podcast is still going strong. You can catch us, MMA Marks Podcast, every <laughs> Thursday. And right now we're up to episode 84. 
giving you all the MMA news you can handle, son. And we're going to take what we did in the Fight Pick Championship. We're going to bring it back, get some, get some input, get better, bring it back even better than before. And I can't wait to make it bigger and better. I really can't. And congratulations. Truly, man, thank you for participating. You took it. You took this championship by the horns and ran with it. It was great. It was a great time. Everything went beautifully. We made some new communities. We made some new friends. And that's what it's all about in the end of the day. Thank you, Alpha. Double champ. The pink machine reigns supreme. Hell yeah, man. And and your guys' podcast, you stream that live every Tuesday night on Twitch and, and then and then you find it anywhere podcasts are found, right? That is correct, sir. You are very well. <laughs> I'd ask Jenny if he's got anything going on, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't do anything. Um, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna call the show. The show is gonna be over right now. We're gonna run a, a commercial. I'm gonna hop right into Battle Royale Rumble. How's that sound, bro? That sounds awesome. I can't wait to see this Battle Royale, and you better get Ricky Maivia in that <laughs> ring, ready to rock, son. Can't wait. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you all who participated. Jimmy T is lost in the cornfield somewhere. Uh, Bree, uh, Johnny Mac, everybody who participated, just keep coming back. We love you guys. You guys are awesome. Hell yeah, man. Baby fixing the heel. We're out of here. Everybody stick around right here on this channel. We're getting into we're getting into Battle Royale Rumble right after this, everybody. We're going to watch this commercial and then head on over. Here we go. wondering where you can buy Jimmy T's kind of sweet cream corn. Well, let me tell you something. It is dangerously delicious, and it's that can of sweet corn that you know is going to treat your teeth so, so well. Just take a look at the Jimmy T. You see, I am the corn father, and you can trust me. Jimmy T. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy T. It is cream. It is sweet. And it is corn. And it is so delicious it coats your teeth just like that toothpaste. It is so fabulous, it makes you shit your pants and then you burst. Jimmy T. Get yourself cream style sweet corn from Jimmy T. And it also works as toothpaste. You understand? <laughs>